Okay. Is everybody ready? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, fuck. Whatever. Let's just do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is my let's go mode. Okay. But. Well, okay. we are recording, so okay. we can start anytime. bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Bailey. And I'm Erica. And so, you guys, I haven't seen you in about a week. Yeah. How, how's it going? I'm good. I just got back from the dentist. <laughs> my, like, third dental appointment in three weeks. And it was really weird because he was telling me, like, if you uh, lose a tooth and it comes all the way out, he was like, you can save it. Just put it in your own saliva and bring it back. And I was like, oh. And then, but now he's like drilling in my mouth. And then he was like, you can do the same thing with limbs. Like if you lose a toe or if you lose a finger, you can bring it to the hospital. And I was just in like. In saliva? No, not in saliva. Apparently in your own on blood. Ice, right? On ice. Yeah. On ice or, yeah, or in your own blood. And uh, anyway, it just was a really uh, intense thing to have someone tell me while they were drilling in my mouth. That's so. really, really weird. <laughs> so that's where I'm at today. What are you up to, Erica? Um, I had a pretty full week, actually. But I noticed <laughs> that when Friday came around, do you ever have one of those days where, like, the people, you're projecting, you know, cool vibes, whatever, and then the people around you are just stink. Like, I feel like yesterday was one of those days where you're just like... All right, then. How about that? (laughs) And then, so, and then I entertained myself by watching the start of season eight of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And and Kim Fields just came on. Amazing. Yeah. So, Tootie. I don't know who that is. I don't watch that. Facts of Life, Living Single. Yeah. Tootie. And Living Single. Have you seen Living Single? No. Okay. It's awesome. It's a great 90s show. Maybe I did watch it in the 90s. I can't remember. No. Queen Latifah? It wasn't, really, it wasn't really shown up here in Canada. Because, mm. you know, ethnic. But, um, <laughs> but it's a great show. And it, I, I hope Netflix has it somewhere, somehow. Netflix, bring back Living Single to Canada. No, bring Living Single to Canada. So yeah. that's my piece. Cool. Aaron? Um... Nothing really exciting with me. I went boxing this morning, so that was kind of fun. Nice. Um, what else? Oh, guys, I went to Jimmy Eat World the other night. I saw you went to Jimmy Eat World, and I got so excited. It was super fun. Um, what is Jimmy Eat World? <laughs> like a punk band from the 90s? Oh. Late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, so we're doing a 90s cultural exchange. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yes. I did listen to Dishwalla yesterday, too, and I was like... Counting Blue Cars. Great Ooh, song. Such a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, I have no idea what they're talking about. Okay, carry on. <laughs> so I'll is it like, is, what kind of music is it? Rock, punk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like that punk light of the, the late 90s. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So uh, like Green Day type of. Yeah. Less, less, than, less punk than less Green punk. Day. Less yeah. punk than Green Day. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Like like Blink-182 later years, Blink-182. Okay. Because Blink-182 yeah. started pretty hard. 
Mexico. I mean, in, like in, in the punk, in like <laughs> yeah. quite punky. Sure. Yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, like I mean, wasn't like. I mean, we're not talking about rancid here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I even know rancid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. You can't. Like I just love the name. Sometimes I just love names. <laughs> like, yeah. I like follow people online just because I love their names. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I also discovered this week that I am very much into creating an ombre lip color for myself. Yay! The ombre lip color! Yay! That's amazing. I yeah. love it. Um, but it's kind of hard because I always do it before I go to work and then I eat, eat at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it's just like a lot of work to reapply at work. So Yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. It's so much work like to ombre reapply at work. color is for like after work. Not because it's offensive, but just because of practicality concerns. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, that would assume that I do anything after work aside from sit at home and work out. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So. And write intersections. Yeah, that requires like a social life. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, you have a social life. Yeah, it's this. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much the same over here. People think I go to parties all the time, and I'm like, no, it's work. Yeah, it's, true. <laughs> it's like networking. Work. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you're not there to like shot, 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 shot. You know? Oh no. God, no. You're, the, you're there to there. eat the free food. You're yes. there to drink their free liquor. Yes. And you're there to get business cards. Yeah, exactly. Canapes are the best. <gasps> like I love. Canapes. I love free canapes, especially. Oh. Like to like, and you can just pop as many in your mouth as possible. Just like mowing down. I do hate those networking parties where they have canapes where you actually have to like eat very awkwardly yeah. in front of other people and they require two hands. And you're yeah. like, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm supposed to shake people's hands. Yeah. I hate when waiters miss me with the food. Oh, mm. that's offensive. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I had to listen. I was at a talk this week. And they had, like, a meal service. So you had waiters. Like, it was at a school, so it's, like, you know, kids in training or whatever. And they kept missing our table. And, <laughs> and let it's me like tell you. It's like going to dim sum and having them miss your table. I know. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. Like, anyway, they kept back. missing my table. And I had to be, like, I had, by the time, I kid you not, by the time, halfway through, I had them in a good rotation, <laughs> just coming to the table, because I was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> it was a six o'clock thing. It's dinner time. Oh, yeah. No, you got to feed people. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So let's start this yeah. week in feminism. <sighs> well, I mean, I feel less awful this week than I did last week. Yeah. If that is any a, consolation. It's, it's like a, I feel like it's a less awful nationally and internationally week. But a very awful locally week. Yeah, yeah. Canada. Canada's mm. throwing up some L's this week. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Like Ottawa them. really failed this week. Oh, Ottawa failed hard. So let's get into it. Uh, okay. So first up, a judge tried to find tried to find a man one dollar for every time he groped an underage girl. Like, the headline of the story is just so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it was. It, yeah. Uh, well, and so basically, a Pennsylvania judge uh, got reported this week. So what had happened was, I guess, it was a situation of two minors, and this boy kept assaulting a girl. And uh, the judge decided to, he, he decided that the boy was not going to be able to pay the fine. 
which was like a $700 fine or something like that. So he asked the girl, well, how many times did he grope you? And she said, I would say at least six. So the judge said, okay, well, then a $6 fine, which is like, okay, that's not really the right message there. Yeah, and I think it was he had also just turned 18 and is now an adult Mm -hmm. and is still only being charged six get like a fine of six dollars yeah to me it was a lot of like oh boys will be boys bullshit because the judge even said like well i can think of at least one person leading this country who thinks this kind of behavior is okay too which is an (laughs) insane defense yeah especially as the judge it's like that's not your job (laughs) was he mocking though well i i mean i don't know it doesn't it doesn't seem like it I was wondering because I was reading when I read this. I thought I, I was I was like, "A, is he serious?" Or maybe it's just my incredulity that's just that's just weaving its way into my brain, because I I didn't know if he was actually serious or if he was mocking the juvenile justice system. Well, I I didn't know. I did think it was interesting that the judge was like, "There's no way he can pay the fine." Um, And I think that that does happen. Like, there are people, like, for panhandling or whatever who get these outrageous fines, and it's Mm -hmm. like, they're not going to pay the fine. So, I mean, if he was was trying to do the right thing, I think he misstepped with the telling the girl that basically her personal safety was only for $1. Oh, for sure. But I do think, yeah, fines aren't necessarily the best, like, restorative justice here. Like, there there could have been an opportunity that I... I think was missed, but like, you know, mandated respect programming or something like that. Yeah, respect programming or community service. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, house arrest even. Yeah. Yeah. Social media blackout for a teen is a big deal. Yeah. 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 Ooh, good one. You should be a judge. What? (laughs) Well, you know. Social media Uh, blackout? Yeah. That would kill me. Think of all the spare time you'd have. I know. I'd be like, um, all right, let's read a book. (laughs) (laughs) I like how hard you're laughing at the notion of reading a book. I'm laughing at the notion that I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) But but I think this like this decision kind of shows that like, you know, reporting sexual assault is such an emotional experience and it can be hell for a young girl, a woman. You know, mm-hmm. any age, and like to only trivialize the, the their experience by mm-hmm. making it worth a dollar for every incident is mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. I know this kid's white. Oh yeah, okay, sure, totally, okay. totally. Because the only so I talk a lot about the purity um, of white women and why white, and I'll talk about that later. But it seems to me that when it comes to white boys. Mm. There's a whole different set of rules. There well, are no rules. Yeah. That, that's that boys will be boys The thing. boys will be yep. boys. But if it yeah. was like a young man of color, it would be oh like, God. oh my God, he's a dangerous oh thug. God. Yeah. I can't even. Anyway, um, maybe, maybe that judge is friends with the judge who handled Brock Turner's case. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've... this is disappointing. Yes. Okay. Piers Morgan. Ugh. So we're on to Piers Morgan. My favorite. You know what? I get such glee when Piers Morgan is brought down in public. It 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 warms my heart. It really does. Has he always been this much of a dick? 
Or, like, did it just happen in the last, like, three years? He won The Apprentice and all that shit went downhill. Is that where he came from? Uh, yeah. Oh. What yeah. did he do before that? I don't know. Did anybody care? <laughs> no. Does anybody care now? Really? No. Literally no. not. Okay, well, we care enough to talk about it. But only because it touches on um, a, a gender-neutral sort of... Yeah. Yeah, so last weekend, um, the MTV Movie Awards took place, and this was the first year that they introduced gender-neutral awards for acting. Mm. Um, So they had two of them, um, and one of them, I think, one, the first, like, the lead actor one went to Emma Watson, and the second one, so I think one for movies, one for TV, the second one went to um, the girl who played Eleven in Stranger Things. Hmm. Um, so following that, uh, Pierce Morgan ranted, gender neutral awards, they're just what the world is craving. I can't think of a better recipient than Emma Watson, a great flag bearer of all things gender neutral. Like, (laughs) I guess this is like another example of dudes being like, women, like, is this man tears? Like, is he talking about how, uh, like, what what is his point? So, I mean, my, my issue with Emma Watson winning this is completely separate, is that, like, she did a remake of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like, it's a real stretch for Emma Watson professionally. <laughs> like, she's a living embodiment of Belle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, there's probably, there are very few other actors that I care less about than Emma Watson. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I guess, is he referring to all of her work with the UN and gender activism? I mean, she's I'm been sure a pretty, he is. She's been, I'm like, sure a pretty active, vocal yeah. feminist lately. Yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah, I think he's very much like, oh, well, she's quite obviously very feminine, very woman, and very oh, that. So I how can she be considered gender neutral? Oh, but I did, didn't think of it like that. He did say something very interesting that I... And trust me, I would never give Piers Morgan shine. Um, Much like me and Ivanka Trump. Right. Oh, gosh. (laughs) You and Ivanka. Well, it's like me and Taylor. Anyway, (laughs) we all have one. Mm. Um, He said, women will now win a lot less awards because they've made them gender neutral and there are more male actors. So actually, in trying to get equality, you end up with more inequality. Mm, I I don't... Um, I will say this, there is, because there's theory and practice, right? And so do the gender neutral awards mean that there's a specific award given for portrayals of gender neutrality, or did they just get rid of the actor and actress and put them all together? I think they put them all together. Well, then he may have a point. I'll say this. Wait a minute. I'll say this. I would like to see going forward how many gender-neutral awards are given to men and how many gender-neutral awards are given to women. Sure, and I would say... That's the point I'm trying to make. I don't disagree with that point at all. I think that it comes down to the fact that many more films that have very strong and demanding roles are male-dominated right? than female dominated exactly. so it's not necessarily a con- an issue of men win- winning more awards it's the fact that the system is built exactly. in such a way in where the more challenging roles and leading roles are given to men i think there was a study done recently and no there was a study done recently um 
and I I believe the average of the average amount of not screen time but talk time mm-hmm. between um, like comparing men to women is like two or three to one. Yes. In term and so more complex roles are written for men. But, well, yeah, because I think that that's why Hollywood thinks that if it's a female lead, people are going to see it as a chick flick, so they're not yeah. going to get the same revenue generation as if it's a complex male. Role, exactly. Where everybody is going Because then you can write movie. about war. Yeah. You know, all those historical and oh, yeah. superhero movies, all yeah. male lead. Well, yeah. well super mo- I feel like superhero movies are, are flexible. Also bad. Well, yeah. I I think with the the argument of like, oh, well, there's just more men than women. So to me, it's like, well, okay, but gender, like the gender neutral roles can look at equity rather than equality. Like if we're, because this is the trouble with equality is that when you're like, well, everyone wants to be treated the same, so we'll treat them all the same. Oh, yeah. We're we're fighting for equity. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Not equality. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Like his his comment about like, oh, well, there's more men than women, so... Like there, like it's kind of like when Justin Trudeau said he was going to have the gender like balanced cabinet. And everyone was like, "Well, where is it going to find enough women?" Like, well, uh, there's enough there. women. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally, them. I totally. I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's not necessarily just the numbers. Yeah. It's like we said, it's the system and how the system rewards over indexes. I would say mm-hmm. males and especially mm-hmm. white males in stories. Yeah rather than women and everybody else. Yeah. This is seen already in, like, the best director is a gender-neutral category. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's How true. many Good fucking point. women win that? Yeah. One. Hardly. Any. Yeah. yeah. That, but that's what I'm saying. But yeah. and So, interestingly, there is a class action lawsuit taking place through uh, many of the major studios in Hollywood uh, about yes. systemic sexism yeah. in the industry, partic- yeah. particularly with a focus on... Um, female directors. That's right. I remember that. And I think Ava DuVernay Mm -hmm. is starting, I think she has some type of project for female directors or she's involved in one. Mm -hmm. I feel, I, I think, yeah, I'm just saying, if this is not true, I'm totally cutting that part. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is, it is true. It is true. There is a, there's definitely a study. I'll look it up after. Yeah. I've seen infographics about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, yeah, you're exactly your best director example is that. So I don't think it's a necessarily an issue of category. I think it's just an issue of how we view what best is. But this is my thing. Or the, how Hollywood views best. How this. So the MTV. So MTV. It's oh, my gosh. That's like saying the Twitter. Um <laughs> <laughs> MTV um, created this category. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I th- I don't expect this to change the industry much. No, because it's the least irrelevant of all of the awards. I know. Yeah. They are the least irrelevant. Actually, no. Teen Teen Choice Awards worse. Is isn't there like an iHeart Radio? Oh, that's that must be music. Okay. Teen Choice. Teen Choice is in the fall though. Teen Those are the ones choice. where they get the surfboards. Uh, oh, just to go back to the study, I did find it. So it's done by the center of the Center for Study of Women in Television and Film, uh-huh. and so yeah, they found that only twelve percent of clearly identifiable protagonists were female in two thousand and fourteen. 
um, which is actually a decrease of three percentage points from 2013 and a decrease of four percentage points from 2002. So we're, oh, we're going we're, in the right we're direction. Getting worse. Yay. Yeah. And, okay, uh, good. So I didn't just make this up. Yeah, in my no. Head. So okay. <laughs> in 2014, 75% of protagonists were male and 13% were male female ensembles. So. Okay. So that's even worse than I thought. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Yes. <laughs> um, I'd be interested to find out what would happen if Meryl Streep was in, like nominated against a man. Ooh. I Which was, man, though? Uh, like, I was thinking about this in sport, actually, just the other day, because I was thinking, like, while I was getting ready the other morning about how badass Serena Williams is. And I was like, she should be considered, like, the greatest tennis player of all time, not yeah. the greatest female tennis yeah. player of all time. And uh, anyway, so it's kind of like... The woman was pregnant at the Australian Open. Right. I know. What? Uh, Which, if Maria Sharapova achieved half of what Serena achieved, we would be seeing her on boxes and billboards everywhere. Mm -hmm. As a as a complete tennis side note, did you see the shade between Eugenie Bouchard and Mary? Uh, yes, <laughs> so good. Yeah. And then she beat her, and yeah. then Bouchard beat her. Yeah. I was just like, yay. And then at the end of the match, they didn't even exchange words. They just shook hands and walked good. away from each other. Good. It was, it was hardcore. Good. Um. Anyway, so so to end the Piers Morgan, he also said. Is the whole world just becoming gender neutral now? And it was like, yes. Why what is that bad? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I actually how, hope... How, how, like, what does it do for his masculinity? I don't, I don't understand Well, he said problem. men, men aren't allowed to be men anymore. So, so there you go. Like, <laughs> I would like somebody to tell me how, anyway. He, yeah, he said... Do we just get rid of all of it and take the man out of woman and call them woes? <laughs> You've got man in there. That's offensive and sexist. We can't be men anymore. We have to be called persons and everything becomes gender neutral. The queen can't be called the queen anymore and we can't call her her majesty so she'll have to be the majesty. <laughs> that was my best Piers Morgan voice, you guys. <laughs> I liked your British accent. <laughs> Anyway, so he's he's feeling very threatened. His masculinity is very threatened by this Emma Watson Award situation. But, like, no one's saying he can't identify as a man. Well, exactly. And actually, I mean, I do But hope... isn't that the point? And, like, isn't that the whole resistance of any type of activism? Like... Every every white male, not mm -hmm. every white, not every white guy, not all white men. <sighs> okay, <laughs> so sake. people feel the people in power feel that there's something to be taken away from them mm -hmm. in order for it to be additive to somebody else. No, you're giving. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, and and this and this pervades any type of discussion on diversity. It's as though Oh, well, we're going to have to take it's 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 like you're going to have to take a rib from some white guy and give it to make a black woman. Like I don't understand. We did all come from Adam's rib. <laughs> that was a really good one. That, that was, was a good. good biblical reference. Thank you. Okay, I'll end that You've on been a going high. to church with yeah, we'll Bailey. <laughs> uh, speaking of church, Charlie Hebdo. <laughs> I don't know. He probably okay. Was that was some type know. of segue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie Hebdo, yes, that Charlie Hebdo, if you will recall, I believe it's January 2015 that 
um, their offices were attacked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how many people were killed? Three? Or... Anyway, so, um, there were some casualties. And basically, um, it, it was due to um, a cartoon that mm-hmm. they had um, created and produced and put on the cover. And the cartoon apparently depicted uh, Muhammad not so nicely or not so holy like. Well, and I think actually in Islam, you're not supposed to depict the Prophet Muhammad That's at all. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to depict. So, anyway, Charlie Hebdo's added to again. Sorry for that disjointed like intro, <laughs> but I really want to get to this story. <laughs> so, this week, Charlie Hebdo. Um, the front page shows newly elected president of France, Macron, holding the belly of his apparently very pregnant wife. Now, his pregnant wife is 24 years older than him. He's 39, so I won't do the math. Um, now, the caption read, he's going to make miracles happen. And it has also been added as Charlie Hebdo's Facebook profile picture. Well, are they saying because she's so she can't much have older? Him. She can't have children, so he is so great that he's oh. even going to impregnate his old wife. Oh, because so she's not actually pregnant. No. no. I was like, well, that's biblical too. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah. Women can be as old as they want to be, <laughs> according to the So I, I found this very interesting because... Um, there's been a lot of talk about the French president and his wife being so much older, especially about her being his teacher, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. drama teacher when he was 15 years old. Oh, God. Um, questionable. Anyway, um, but my like my reason for including this this story was how a woman becomes utterly useless in society, in Western society. Once she stops bearing children, mm, I, I actually it's not just in Western society; it's a, it's everywhere, literally, basically, literally, L- literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Western society is probably much better at it than many many places. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I do I do find that the way they've met and everything kind of questionable. It mm. does make me think of that Mary Kay Letourneau. Remember? Yes, oh, yep. it does. It uh, is a Mary. It does. It's a Mary Kay Letourneau situation. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think it's also just shows misogyny too, in the sense that like, rather than talking about him as a man and as a leader, they have to go right for his wife. Like, you know, like it's just like women are just always the easy target for attack. Yeah. And it kind of reinforces the women as props Yeah, Mm -hmm. to their men. Totally. We're not hearing, I didn't hear about, you know, I actually read the, um, a bit of the article I translated. <laughs> Google Translate, thank you. Um, and to be fair, um, what I find is that her, she as a person is disregarded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a woman is reduced to her ability to bear children. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem. Which is just like the mm-hmm. most base thing to Yeah. Yeah. That's the most base form of sexism, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, in other words, it's almost as though, why is he even with her? Mm -hmm. Because she's useless. Mm -hmm. Why can't he get a pretty blonde? Mm -hmm. Younger yeah. woman. Younger, yeah. 25. Because he's so attractive. Because he's, he's so, so attractive, young. young, and successful. And it's as though that's your prize for, be for being young, good-looking, and successful Dude. in our culture. Yeah. Is, is just here. <laughs> now, he does come to her defense. He's basically said that all of the reports about his relationship have amounted to misogyny. I And I think, like, I mean, he said if... I were 20 years older than my wife, nobody would have thought for a single second that I couldn't be an intimate partner, which I do agree with, except for the fact that they met when they were a student and teacher, which I do think is inappropriate. And I think if, if it's the power he had dynamic, been 20, yeah. 10, 20 years older and met her as a yeah. student, Off, there yeah. would this definitely would be, be a much different conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so there, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually thinking about this. <laughs> is there a double standard? I think there's a double standard for the the conversation about <laughs> partners who are much older in the sense right. that when women are dating a much younger man, they're like cougars and yeah. there's like yeah. and I and I yeah. Go As ahead. an aside, I just found out this week that Kate Hudson used to hook up with Nick Jonas. Really? Really? Yeah. He's got that much like Was that the one that Taylor Swift dated? No, that was Joe. Oh, was it Joe? No, no, I, no. Which no, one did it was Taylor Nick. Was Nick, Nick is the, Nick is the player, Nick is the, right? Nick is a very cute, adorable one. Okay, okay. He's like the best looking Jonas. Oh yeah, it was Nick. Well, and and J Lo experiences this all the time. People are always calling J Lo a cougar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but you know who who's just, who's never nothing's ever said bad about who Jay Z. Mm. Is Jay Z older? Jay Z's almost fifty. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, good point. Interesting. Good point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good mm -hmm. point. Because Beyonce is only like 35. 37 ish? Maybe 35. 35. Well, and like, I'm all for dating. 37. She's 36 because she's like three years older than her. Okay, 36. Okay. Yeah, so I think, I think there is definitely a double standard. And I, I, I find that too when you talk about uh, young men who have been sexually assaulted by their female teachers, there's there's not a double standard there, but the analysis of it is different. But it's still misogyny because mm. it's like putting this um, expectation on young men and boys that they have to always want to have sex no matter what. Like when remember when Chris Brown told a magazine that he lost his virginity when he was eight to a fifteen year old. Um, and, and I missed that one. Yeah, people were like, "That's sexual assault," um, and he was like, "That's not sexual assault." Like I was so down, but it was like you were eight. You're eight. You know, like that's that explains a lot about Chris Brown. To it be really, honest, really, yeah. really does. I, I'm gonna fact check myself right now, but uh, yeah, I, I think so. Anyway, it, it's still misogyny, and people are like, "Oh well, female teachers aren't held to the same amount of account." And I and I agree um, to some extent, except that I I don't think that's because women get off easy in the justice system. I think it's because we place unhealthy expectations of sexuality and masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, so anyway, uh, complex complex situation. Over well, in I I and to be honest, I mean, this story has not it it didn't really come up. Yeah. Over here. No. Um, I mean, the Washington Post talked about the age difference, but 
I found I find that it's very interesting that Charlie Hebdo especially mm-hmm. okay was so misogynistic. This is not thought provoking. Yeah. yeah. This is not it's not satirical. Yeah. It's just straight up misogyny. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean Charlie Hebdo is I mean like problematic yeah. at best. At, yeah. At best. You, <laughs> Anyway, uh, I was right about Chris Brown. He lost oh. his virginity at eight to a fourteen or fifteen. That years. explains oh a whole God. hell of a. Oh, jeez! Yeah. Did you just put? <laughs> did you just yeah, add that? I did. That's going in our show notes. What? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Erica, I know you're uh, very excited yeah. to talk. Miley, about the next Chris thing. Brown seems like a good segue to. It, yes, I know Chris Brown. It's the great segue to Marley. <laughs> oh, Miley. So Miley Cyrus, yeah. So this week, which if you're listening to this when we release it, will be last week, um, on Billboard magazine featured Miley Cyrus on the cover. But this is not the Miley Cyrus of Bangers Miley Cyrus. Oh, no, no, no. This is her toned down image for mm-hmm. a new country folk inspired sound. This is like that video of her singing Jolene. Like the country. Yes. This is like she's almost yes. wearing the same outfit. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. she's back with a Hemsworth. Although mm-hmm. the best looking Hemsworth. Definitely. Well, I knew as soon as she got back with her white guy, I knew it. I knew it. I was counting. To, I was like, watch. Miley's <laughs> next album is going to be like, I'm so, I'm so reformed. As yeah. though she was bad in the first. Anyway. So, um... In her interview with Billboard, she remarked that she loved Kendrick Lamar's new song, Humble. Quotations, show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks. I love that because it's not come sit on my dick, suck on my cock. I can't listen to that anymore. That's what pushed me out of the hip-hop scene a little. It was too much Lamborghini Got my Rolex, got a girl on my cock. I'm so not that. Yes, bitch, you are. Okay. She was. And she you was. were. Okay. Because yeah. do we have everywhere. to pull yeah. up receipts of Miley Cyrus grinding herself on a married man in mm. front of millions of people at the 2013 VMAs? Well, like, yeah. do we? Do yeah. I? Like a married man, a man who's married to a black woman. Anyway, was 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 um, yeah, also she did. a misogynist and an exactly. So she was well up in that misogyny. Yeah. She was she was selling it. She packaged it just for just for like post convenience. And and didn't she date Mike? Will made it like. Did How are you coming up with these? <laughs> like, I don't I'm like, what are you reading? Like, well, I used to follow her on Instagram, but I had to stop because it was, it, I had to unfollow her because she, like, she kind of went through that hip hop phase, but then she also went through like a very bizarre phase. Yeah. Where she was where wearing she, like, like plastic. Yeah. And, like, and she like had dirt under her fingernails and like, yeah. it, it just got to be like too much. For, I was worried she was on like a lot of drugs. Like I was down with her smoking weed, but then I felt like she was like, doing a lot of Molly. And I was like, I'm worried about you, Miley. So I just unfollowed her. On the, uh, it <laughs> so you were worried about her. So you, unfo- so you distanced like, yourself. I have to unfollow this. When she dyed her armpit hair a rainbow, I, it just... I, and I will say, I'm glad she's far. made it to the other side. Yeah, she's, um, she's like, come out. 
she's she looks healthy she looks great i wonder she looks healthy she looks happy she doesn't she didn't go like the britney spears route yeah i yes i i was just reading an article this morning about britney spears uh being okay in the end um but back to my i wonder if she regrets all these tattoos though that's what i was thinking i was thinking that too because those tattoos are distracting with her little purity self yeah yeah because if you look at the cover she's wearing this this um light almost chiffon like um pastel it's like little house on the prairie yeah it's it's very pioneer in an open field looking demure Uh, and unthreatening i think that was the major what i what i got from that is that she was unthreatening well that's exactly what she looks like in her music video for malibu yeah well i didn't watch the music video i I protested i watched Uh, it just to listen to the song can we just also acknowledge that I'd like to buy this uh, cover of Billboard because it also says dumpster fire inside the festival fiasco of the century. <laughs> and I do want to read it. I know. I know. Uh, but I, yeah. I want to I wanna ask that I'm threatening. It's as though she's told the line. It's as though, mm. it's as though, you know what I, I, I imagine? I imagine the daddy was like, that's enough, Miley. Come home. Mm. And she's like, okay, daddy. And so she got, she went back home. She got with the boyfriend that the, that the, mm-hmm. that the parents liked. And now she's toned it down. And I want to ask this, and I haven't even touched on what I actually wanted to talk about. <laughs> but what does that say for the image of young women not making noise and not resisting? And in this age of resistance, yeah, I, I, I really, and that's something that's something that I haven't seen addressed in the wider media. Yeah, about this is that we as women are under attack. Hmm. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, when we talk about Ottawa and what's happened here over the past week, when you talk about the U.S., you talk about the U.S. I mean. And don't get me wrong, it's not her, I guess, responsibility, blah, blah, blah. And I know somebody's going to, it's not her responsibility. That's fine. But you know what? You take the money. her. You, you take the money, and I feel like you can't just take the money and go ride around, go go away into the sunset. Yeah. Well, it's about exploitation. Yeah. Exploitation, right? Like, it's like. Exploitation. Exploitation. <laughs> exploitation, yeah. I went to the dentist, Okay. That's uh, fine. Yeah, exploitation. You know, it's just like profiting off of it for as long as she wanted to, and then now she's just going to go back to her country roots or something. I feel like this is just going to be a theme kind of throughout the episode of, like, people, particularly white people, co-opting a culture and using it, or, like, an ideal and using it to their advantage and then discarding it when it no longer serves the purpose that they wanted to. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. And they, you know, what she did was she wore a black costume. She blackfaced us. Mm-hmm. Is without physically blackfacing. Without yeah. blackfacing. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. She wore the, she wore what she thought was the image of blackness. Now, this is an image of blackness that is, um, I guess, it's, it passes through her own sort of understanding of what that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she interpreted blackness for her own financial gain, packaged it, sold it to other white people. Mm -hmm. Then when it was no longer serving her purpose, 
she threw it under the bus in this interview and then wants to talk about misogyny when she was part of the problem? Well, yeah. I mean, I think she tells us exactly what her image of blackness was the whole time, which is Lamborghinis, Rolexes, and bitch, suck my cock. Yeah, and, and perp. Sit on, sit on you my know? cock. Yeah, perp. Oh, my God. So much perp. Exactly. And so I'm reading an article from HuffPost, Black mm-hmm. Voices. It's a, it's a wonderful article, actually. And I just want to say this. Um... The author also points out, and I will, I will quote the author, um, how convenient it is for her to call out hip-hop's misogyny, brackets, a reality that black feminist hip-hop fans have to grapple with in a very real way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After she exploited black female bodies in her music videos and stage performances, mm-hmm. especially to, to mock her idea of blackness. And as usual, she has to bring in black props mm-hmm. so that to make it somewhat authentic and sellable and then turns around and throws us under the bus. Yeah. It, it's, and this is my problem. Yeah. And this is exactly what white feminism does not understand. Well, and it's making me think of that video that Tay Swift did for that, like, haters gonna hate or whatever. Oh, you know, yeah, the way yeah, she's yeah. doing all the different styles yeah. of dance. And so when she tries to do the, like, hip-hop And she's or just whatever, like, oh, I'm so awkward. I'm just going to yeah, stand here. Yeah, so she just, like, does this, like, self-deprecating thing, but it's still appropriation of black bodies. Yeah. She just, like, is like, oh, I'll just be this awkward white girl. Look at me. Like, Tee-hee. I can't dance. You know? And it's, yeah. like, but in using black bodies in the same sort of prop way. Right. Whereas Miley was, like, trying to be, like, the Rachel Dolezal of the music industry. Yeah. Like, I'm down with the yeah. black culture, you know? But this happens all the time. Yeah. There was another one, Yes, Jules. Did oh, you yeah. see that Yes, Jules controversy? No. no. She put up, okay, Yes, Jules, apparently is somebody, I don't know. Mm. I, I never I heard, never of, heard this of that white chick before now. And there, yeah, she's white because it's, 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 it's pertinent to the story. Um, she actually posted, I think on Instagram, I saw it on Twitter, mm-hmm. a sweatshirt that had the N word in it. And she's like, oh, so you think I can wear this to the festival? He, he, he. Oh, Excuse me. Fuck I off. was just like, fuck you. Oh shit. I was supposed to make this like a non swearing, like mother's <laughs> day special. And I just failed. <laughs> anyway, sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> Wow, what I, I, that's what it does to me. Yeah, and you know, sh- and these women, when people bring this up, will also fall into white woman victimhood, and say, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know. Oh my gosh, please. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh." It's yeah. like, yeah, you did know, and if you didn't know, it's not our job to be nice to you because you didn't know, because you didn't do the homework. You want to wear black culture, yet be absent of the struggle? Yeah, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, well, and I mean, Iggy Azalea is another... Oh, God. Well, I tried the, not to. There's, um... And, yeah. I mean, there's a few. I'm, I'm, I'm actually Besides looking... the Kardashians that are obvious. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm looking at a, at a website right now, Global Grind. It's called Vanilla Vixens. <laughs> No global grind. What? <laughs> Ten white females rappers a list because I'm trying to think of another one um, who did a song about like maple syrup or pancakes or something like that. 
Anyway. Oh, Creation. That's her name. Oh! Uh, she also did that Gucci Gucci song. Yeah, but she's hood. Like, she, <laughs> she's straight up hood. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, like, I'm like, girl, I'll give you a pass. Because you just <laughs> like, girl is ratchet. I do. I did really is it, it. Is it that um, I'm a boss ass bitch, that song? Uh, didn't she do that song too? And then Nicki Minaj did the remake. Maybe Nicki. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. The remix, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Vanilla Vixens. Vanilla Vixens. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, since we're going to have a cultural appropriation sort of theme here, we'll go on to the next one. Oh, wait. Before we go on, I do have a, a very good definition of why cultural appropriation is a problem. Great. Oh, great. Okay, so Aisha Siddiqui. A writer wrote a very good um, definition of appropriation and why it's a problem. She writes, appropriation occurs when bodies, typically white, popularize styles that didn't originate them with them across a matrix of power. Mm. The power of visibility. The power to define what is ethnic in the market. We talked about this with ethnic food mm -hmm. in the Sachi Cole mm -hmm. bonus pod. Mm -hmm. Check that out if you haven't. It's a great, great, it's one of my favorite episodes, actually. <laughs> the gains that follow are reserved for the appropriator, not the appropriated. Boom. And that's yep, the material yeah. point. Yeah. Because Miley Cyrus has more power in the space, not because she's Miley Cyrus, but because she's a white woman. Mm -hmm. She is able to define mm -hmm. what is appropriate. Yeah. And therefore, will the spoils of that, the advantages from that accrue to her and not to the black women she appropriated from. Yeah. And that's the material point, which yeah. we will see with Canada's recent dumpster fire, the Canadian's. The Canadian media's re recent dumpster fire. Yeah. We'll just explain that. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So let's move on. Okay. So the next story is uh, we've, there's been a fire justice of the peace from Durham region. And uh, he was basically like a sexual harasser of women in the workplace. He was, he, I guess he used to do things like when a woman would walk in, he'd be like, ooh, lady in red. That's the like, one that got me, so that creepy. ooh, lady in red. Really, I'm like, it really ages how? him. Yeah, it does. I'm like, ew. Yeah. On two just, levels. Just so, <laughs> we're, just so we're clear, we're talking about Durham region in Ontario, not in like North Carolina. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, right, right, yes, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, your, your U.S. knowledge is coming yeah, in very it's handy. Good for <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, he also uh, apparently was undressing in his chambers at one point with, with the, the door, door open. <laughs> Like, why would you do that? There's no need. There's no need. But, like, the really fucked up thing is that he says that these comments were part of his, quote, management style. I saw that. Like, and then I was like, he's a manager? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, he, he's a justice of the peace. He's responsible for... Marrying people. And, and oh, like, yes, he is a and, justice of the peace, and yes. upholding yes. the justice system. Like, he's, he's an actor within our court and justice system. Uh, like a key, a key actor, a key player. <coughs> anyway, um, so s apparently uh, it is within the purview of the Ontario Justice of the Peace uh, Network or whatever that uh, their legal fees can be covered by 
taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened with at least six other Ontario justices of the peace, uh, although those probably, perhaps they weren't fired for sexual harassment in the workplace or whatever. So anyway, he, his legal fees are over $700,000, and he feels <laughs> that that should be covered by taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. The most interesting part of this case to me is that Marie Heinen is – uh, actually presenting the case against him. <laughs> she's not his lawyer. She's arguing that uh, the Ontario t- taxpayer should not have to. And so who is Mary Heinen? <laughs> uh, the defense lawyer for our old friend, Gian Gomeshi. Yeah, she got a lot of shit for that. So yeah. is she trying to like get back in the good book? I don't think she gives a fuck. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, true. I don't think I don't think she really cares what... I. She's a lawyer. Yeah. yeah, I think she just gets paid. She just gets paid to do the law. Yeah. So, and, and this is actually, I'd like, uh, to be honest, so, um, do we put more on the backs of women and women of color to be, um, I guess, on the right side? Mm. And I use that in quotations. Yeah, or, like, is she the exploiter or the exploited? Like, did she know how much she was going to get paid from the Giango Meshi case, so she took the case knowing that she was going to make money? Or did he choose her as a woman of color to defend him because he knows that it's going to look better to the public if a woman of color defends him? Right. I think it's all of the above. Mm -hmm. I don't think that these issues are are able to be compartmentalized. Yeah, they're mm. business relationships. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So she lawyered, so go ahead. Yeah, well, so anyway, <laughs> but, uh, my Errol Masia is this man's name. I, I just feel like he's got a real sense of entitlement. Well, oh. I, I would like to add in class hmm. and add in that apparently in Canada, if you're of a certain class, you are beyond the law. So judges, for example, in the upper class, so judges, dentists, doctors, Mm -hmm. all of those people seem to be politicians, seem the white collar, Mm -hmm. um, seem to be beyond reproach in this country, especially, and we don't hold them to account enough. Where's the outrage? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh... We're bringing it to you, dear listeners. Yeah, progressive conservative justice critic Randy Hillier does have a sense of outrage. He said, I think a reasonable and objective person may come to a conclusion that there's far too great a sense of entitlement at play here. So he also feels there's entitlement. I mean, that's not really outrage. That's just a comment. But <laughs> that for Canada, that's outrage. Yeah, he, I'm sure he said it with a stern tone. Yes. <laughs> He probably, he totally did. Oh, he he <laughs> oh, may have even had his hands on his hips. Yes, he said it. yes. I would just like to point out that like Massey has all had a previous discipline proceeding yeah. in which he was also fined, a, or his legal bill from that was one hundred and twenty-three thousand dollars mm-hmm. for what is also this guy doing for also sexually harassing women. Yeah, and he was suspended for ten days without pay and ordered to take gender sensitivity training. Yeah, I see that took. So <laughs> this man's clearly a predator and yeah. just, like, doesn't give a flying fuck. But what is it about our systems that we cannot just get rid of these people? What And not only that, but we have to be on the hook for them as taxpayers. I'm yeah. thinking Don Meredith right here. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. 
it just seems to me like once you get into a certain group or class in this country, then nobody can touch you. Which is probably what the Toronto Star thought when they thought they were going to take down Desmond Cole, but I digress. It concerns me, too, like, as part of the role of the Justice of the Peace, they can also conduct hearings under the Mental Health Act. So, like, if there's a man with this level of misogyny and, like, and he's just also presiding over court hearings for mental health and, you know, it's just, it's, it's concerning. It's concerning to me. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I don't think he should be let back. After he got charged once with sexual harassment, I don't think you should be allowed to do certain jobs anymore. Like, we wouldn't let doctors go back to being doctors. If no, they get a malpractice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, but we let cops be cops. Well, well. And that's true. That is true. We kind of do let doctors be doctors. I, I, I'm serious. There's, like, no oversight in this country. Like, and then if you get upset, at, then, it, then somehow it's your problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what those women went through trying to report him. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So I, I really, I really, 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 this is Canada 150. Yeah. There was an eye roll. Um, I really do I really do think dear listeners that we all need to really consider what kind of country we want Mm -hmm. going forward and what that country looks like and what checks and balances because I feel like we're missing checks and balances in the system I would just like to point out that uh, that little speech you just gave mm. was very reminiscent of Betty Cooper in this week's Riverdale. Oh. Oh, was it? Yeah. I need to watch this show. Yeah, you do need to watch yeah. it. Because it keeps yeah. trending, and everybody keeps talking about it, and I'm like, Ooh. well, at least I'll have summer shows to catch up on. Yeah. Okay, I need to watch Riverdale, apparently. Did she? What was the context? She was giving a speech at the 75th anniversary of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And basically saying that this is a turning point and an opportunity to become one cohesive place without secrets and bad things and yeah, <laughs> it's, it's basically like a crossroads. Be like, what type of place? Do yeah, you what be? type of place do you want to be? What type of Canada do we want to have going forward? Mm-hmm. And I really do think we have to have real talks about this, but we don't talk about anything. Yeah, we sweep things under the rug. Maybe it can be a walrus talk. <laughs> that was a Bailey version of an eye roll, which was a very, very high <laughs> eyebrow raise. Aggressive eyebrows. <laughs> From the mall. <laughs> you know what? See how I'm laughing away from the mic? Like yes. you like you said like I, I should said. do. Like I said. Uh, that might be a good place to yeah. wrap up and go to rent a receipt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Erin. Just a quick programming note. We decided that given the length of the episode, we're going to split it into two parts. So this week, you're going to get This Week in Feminism, and next week, you're going to get Rent and Receipts and The Misogynist of the Week. My bitch is bad and bullshit.